Hey guys, I'm Caden. And uh, I'm Aubrey. And uh, today, welcome to uh, another episode of that baseball podcast that no one listens to. And uh, congrats on not listening. Uh, you're doing perfect. Good job. You know, clap for y'all. Uh, as you know, you can tell from the intro, we don't have Jack this week. Uh, we have my good friend and former roommate, Aubrey, filling in. I lived with this guy on campus for a week before they ran us off. So, you know, you know, bonded a lot over that one week. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we both like baseball. So, you know, I figured perfect fit for uh, while Jack's away. And, uh, you know, I mean, he, he lost his job already. So, like, it, uh, it doesn't really matter at this point. Jack lost oh. his job. You've already replaced him. <laughs> so much easier to be better host than that yeah. guy. Uh, so, yeah, you doing good? Yeah, I mean, I've been working at I've been working at a job for about three months now, so I don't know. It's been all right. I mean, I just told you like before we went live, I worked six days last week, and it was a pain in the neck because I had to work close. I work closing shifts mostly during uh, the week, so yeah. I mean, I don't mind it, but when you have to work for six days in a row with no break, um, it kind of sucks. And it it kind of sucked the most on Friday because I was dealing with the after effects of the COVID shot, so. Yeah, but hey, you're vaccinated. Yes, I am. Let's and go. It, that's re- and that really helps because I'm going to Pennsylvania next week, so yeah. helps my cause a lot. For sure. I don't have to. Uh, don't have to worry about anything anymore. Yeah, no, it's being vaccinated is so great. I got when I got my I got my second shot back in the beginning of May. Yeah. Uh, I had to take finals with the after effects, so that wasn't <laughs> fun. But. Uh, other than that, you know, get vaccinated. It's great. Uh, yep, and it lets I agree. us return to some degree of normalcy, even yeah. though, like, it's never going to be normal. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, but, yeah, you're going to get right yeah. into Side it. effects are a little bit of a pain in the neck for the first day or two, but it's honestly worth the trouble. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, plus a lot of people don't even get side effects. It's kind of just like, oh, yeah. I know... Some people they like were bedridden for a day and they were fine. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's that's pretty much how I was. Except yeah. I was I was able to get myself out of bed and go take pictures yeah. or something. And I will admit, I mean, my grandfather got the got the shot back like a couple months prior, and he literally had no side effects. So. Yeah. And the worst the worst I've heard is um, a friend of mine who lives down in Culpeper. He was sick for like a day, and then somebody I went to school with, she was sick for like a day and a half, but. Everybody's fine now, and my two brothers got it two days ago. So, okay. yeah, everybody in the family's vaccinated now. Uh, when did my siblings get their second shot? They got theirs. Actually, they just got theirs two days ago too. Oh, I think. Man. Uh, I don't think it was at the same place though. Oh. Uh, it was like right around the corner from here. Oh, you okay. drove all the way up here to get your. No, shots. I just got mine. It's actually kind of funny because I got mine. It's literally a stone's throw from where I work. Mm, that's good. So, yeah. Just get off work and then yeah. go get your shot. Yeah, I actually got it. Um, it was kind of interesting because both the shots I got before I had to go to work. And I think I worked the same shift. The, I, I think I worked the same kind of shift both days. So. Oh, deja vu. Yeah, 3 to 11. Only only thing, only difference was the second time we uh, literally weren't able to do anything because it rained all day. Oh yeah, I forgot you work. Uh, I work outside. outside, so you can't. Yeah, really... I work outside. I throw mulch bags into people's cars and get paid. Yeah, but, hey, um, you get paid. That's all. I get paid. That's all that matters. That's all I heard. Yeah. All right, you want to get into the league news here? Let's go ahead. All right, so the first big piece of news is Degrom is out again with injury. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't have to go face the Palm Beach yeah. Cardinals again in a rehab start because that would feel bad <laughs> for those guys. I remember um, reading the tweet. He was throwing like 102, and the Palm Beach Cardinals are tweeting Jacob DeGrom is throwing 102 miles an hour. Somebody sent help. Yeah, I mean, it's unfair. <laughs> I would honestly like – and then the fact that like he got his team uh, Chick-fil-A but didn't get them anything. Yeah. I feel so bad because um, yeah. that would – if you are like on some sort of like have some sort of momentum or you're on some kind of streak and then you got to face the Grom, even as a big leaguer, yeah, like that's unfortunate and I'm sorry for that player. Uh, yeah, for one thing, um, my friend who lives in Culpeper, he's a big Mets fan and uh, he's obviously a little bit nervous about Degrom's condition. But uh, 
I figured I may as well add a little note about, you know, like major leaguers going on a, on a low minor league rehab assignment. I see, like, as you can tell by the shirt I have on, I'm a race fan. I have a, mm. I have a Wood Brothers racing shirt on today. Um, but I see a lot of people complain, especially this weekend, considering what's happened about um, Cup Series drivers racing in, like, the Xfinity Series and the Truck Series and mm -hmm. winning races when they say it should be like drivers who actually race full-time for points in that series. I see a lot of people make comparisons to say like Mike Trout facing like a low A or a college team on like a rehab assignment. And I look at that and like sometimes, sometimes it confuses me because those rehab assignments actually have reason, but these guys racing in the lower series don't other than maybe sponsorship deals, but well, no, for sure they have. I mean, yeah. rehab assignments definitely have reason. Reason, yeah. If you haven't seen live pitching in a long time, yeah, and you want them to do well, live pitching or live hitters. Yeah, I mean, like it's weird too, because like uh, Royals shortstop Alberto Mondesi, he was on a rehab assignment. And he was awful. Like, he was <laughs> struggling so hard. Yeah, comes up in the big leagues and hits a home run and starts Takes getting off. back and just is takes off. So good, and then you know he gets hurt a week later, which oh. really sucked because you know he's on my fantasy team, and <laughs> I genuinely think when that guy's healthy and he's on, he is a MVP level player, uh, and he was on there for that week, and so hopefully he comes yeah. back and he's healthy and can kind of carry those Royals. But uh, we're not <laughs> talking about the Royals or Mondesi; we're talking about the Grom, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So it sucks for the Mets. I mean, especially with how many injuries they've already had this year. What is like sixteen players on the IL right now? I'm surprised that a lot of people have been talking about him. Oh, he hasn't At least been that great. He's been yeah. struggling. I guess he's uh, kind of gone under the radar a little bit. I mean, him and Freeman are both have both been very unlucky so far this year. Yeah. But, I mean, Lindor has just been awful. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I feel like they're looking. he's looking a lot. lot I mean, he's, got, he's gotten hot, though. He's getting better. But, I mean, still, you're paying him a ridiculous amount of money to play shortstop for you every day. Yeah. And, I mean, he's been playing shortstop every day, but his defense isn't even as good as it used to be. So, it's it, – year one, obviously, year one to a deal, you never – like, it's not saying anything. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember who got a really big deal for the first year and then struggled, and then it was recent. Bryce Harper. Yeah, Bryce Harper. struggled his first year, and then he was just – he's yeah. been, like – uh, not MVP. But he hasn't like, been. He hasn't been MVP caliber, but I, I will admit he hasn't been bad. I mean, he's not like. And I mean, he hasn't been MVP caliber because there's been just so many great players right now. Yeah. Like, but he's. I mean, he's a top ten MVP voting guy. Right. For sure. Maybe even top five, arguably. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like in Lindor's case, I feel like the expectations of playing for a team in the New York area might be putting a little bit extra pressure on him. Oh, for sure. I feel like there was the same thing that was put on Garrett Cole when he signed with the Yankees, and I feel like I mean he was able to perform to expectations. Yeah. For most of the time, but um, <laughs> I feel like he still is. But uh, I mean, I feel like expectations, and I feel like expectations, you know, add too much, like a lot of unnecessary pressure to somebody when they're trying to get adjusted to a new climate. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, Lindor is a great player. I'm sure he'll mm -hmm. bounce back. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Mickey, Miguel yeah. Cabrera, is eight home runs away from 500 home runs. So, you know, keep a lookout for that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how much playing time he's getting. So, you know, hopefully he can get sure that this either. year. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer either way, yeah. whether he hits that number or not. Uh, that's, I mean, that's quick. I mean, that's, that's a, we don't really, yeah, need, to you don't really need to touch on that because uh, I mean, there's not much else going on yeah. up there. Chris Davis uh, of the former Oakland A. Then Texas Ranger got DFA'd, so he was traded there for Elvis Andrus. If you remember, like the franchise cornerstone of the Rangers for a long yeah. time, uh, you know. Which I mean, I'm sure. Did I call that a fall from grace a little bit? Who, Chris Davis? Chris or Davis. I mean, he's struggled the past couple of years. His contract. I mean, it was both a salary dump for both teams. I oh. think the A's have less money. 
That's true because they're, still, they're still trying years. to yeah, and they're still trying to get that stadium deal sorted out, and they're possibly thinking about relocating. Yeah, but uh, like the Rangers took on more money this year, mm-hmm. but only one year. The A's have two more years, and it's less money. So, uh, they still they like still have one. Of, they still have one of the work. lowest payrolls in the league, right? Oh, uh, I think that's. I mean, it's lower. I don't know. I mean, I don't. Because like they're big stars, right? Um, yeah, haven't like, hit arbitration yet, or like, yeah, like big, Laureano big and Laureano and uh, uh, Simeon. Wait, no, Simeon's with Toronto, right? Yeah, he's with Toronto. Right. He's signed a one-year deal. Olson, uh, Matt Chapman, the, um, Max, uh, yeah. Laureano, Mark Canna. Yeah. Uh, Bassett's been really good. Chris Bassett, uh, Frankie Montas. I don't know how good he's been this year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Chris Lucas got released, which sucks because I'm sure Rangers were hoping you know you can have a solid DH for a year. Yeah. Uh, but he hasn't been that, so that sucks. Maybe maybe the Yankees will pick him up. Uh, the Mariners acquired Jake Bowers from the Cleveland, uh, which, I mean, you can't really lose that trade, uh, especially if they just give cash. It was for a player to be named later or cash. They just give him cash. Yeah. Like, that's it's a perfectly fine deal. Uh, from, what I'm, from what I've seen in the brief research I've done, I feel like he's kind of a sneaky player. He had a lot of hype coming up, but he just hasn't been living up to that. Didn't look expectations kind of, yet. He was kind of like, I mean, maybe a change of scenery will help. Uh, I know it sure helped uh, Yerks and Kofar there. Mm-hmm. Going to the Padres really helped him. Yeah. Maybe Bowers becomes a really good first baseman for slash DH for the Mariners. I mean, they need He's they basically, basically going to be their next Dan Vogelbach. I mean, they need bats. Evan White hasn't been living up to his contract at all. Uh, I mean, he's been a gold glover, but... Like he's hasn't hit at the major league level at all, and they need bats. And then yeah. the Blue Jays had an eight home run game, and this is all about George Springer still. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean that team's gonna be so good offensively. They need pitching so bad. Yeah. But I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. Do you have anything else? Eight to home add runs. That? I mean, that's a lot. What was the final for that game? I think it was eighteen to four or eighteen <laughs> to three or something. Like they that. won that game by two touchdowns. Yeah, it's a ridiculous. I mean, yeah. But the Blue Jays are great offensively. Especially and they did that against Boston, who has one of the better records in the AL. So Yeah, Perez, I mean, they were facing like Martin, Perez, Martin Perez, yeah. He's not their, he's definitely like their worst starter. He went like an inning and a third, I think. Maybe a little more than that. Yeah, I mean, he ate the loss that game. But, I mean, he's yeah. he's not that great. Uh, yeah, so you want to talk about your topic first or mine? You go ahead and start yours. All right. I feel like yours is a little bit more nuanced than mine. All right, so... Uh, Obviously, again, the big topic in baseball, or one of the big topics in baseball, has been foreign substances. Uh, when is it ever not a hot topic? I mean, it's been a hot topic recently, especially with the real Muto and others coming out against them. Uh, I didn't see. Out, J- I saw. I J- didn't see JT Muto, come out against. He it. came out. It was like this is a big problem. It needs to stop. This is worse than steroids, uh, which is true. It is worse than steroids. A lot of people don't understand that. Yeah. Especially like. I mean, older baseball fans, uh, example is my father. He just is like, no, nah, you're making that way bigger deal than it is. Overblowing it. Overblowing it. No, spin rate, like foreign substances, like the stuff that these guys are using. Like, I don't have a problem with sunscreen and rosin or even pine tar. Yeah. It's, guys are literally using like literal cement mixer. <laughs> like it is like there are skin cells found on the baseballs after they throw them. Like, that is how bad it's gotten. It is. But anyways. How do players put themselves through that? Because they want to be better and they want to get that money. They want to get the bag. Uh, you know, as the kids say. Yeah. But Travis Sawchick, I think is how you say that guy's name. Uh, he's a writer. MLB writer for The Score. Uh, he wrote The MVP Machine. Really good book. I loved it. Uh, and, uh, but anyways. So MLB on June 3rd came out and were like, hey, yo, we're going to actually start policing this a little bit. and Or they threatened to. And the 10 days following that, 67.2% of MLB pitchers had a spin rate reduction on their fastball. Which is, I mean, I don't think... We never really knew how many pitchers exactly were using it mm-hmm. or who. We Even though it was I think a, it was, it was, I think it was Donaldson. I think it was Donaldson who supposedly had a list of pitchers who the, were using Donaldson it. Donaldson was saying he had a list. There's been people estimates as high as 90% of the pitchers in the league, which go back to DeGrom. 
there are sources uh, who are saying DeGrom is legit, which is great. That would be great, even I, though... I'm, I think that would put a nail in the coffin on this, though, if DeGrom was using foreign substances. Uh, and just that, the threat of policing it, I mean, it's 67.2%. That is yeah. a vast majority. That is two-thirds of the league of pitchers in the baseball <laughs> with less spin rate on their four seams. Yeah. Like, that's... A lot. Uh, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's kind of how, how do I describe this? I feel like it's a product of scare tactics, at the very least. I mean, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I mean, they suspended four minor leaguers for using it, which is, like, I get it. You want them to stop using this because mm-hmm. it's you want to you want to you want to stop it early you want to yeah. stop it early that's, yeah, that's perfectly substances fine is bad for baseball yeah uh it's goes like it's further pushing this three true outcome baseball which that's how you win games but it's mm-hmm. also like not pleasant to watch baseball it's not the best product that baseball mm-hmm. could be and i mean here i can just pull up some stats for you here uh so the 10 stat days following the june 3rd uh the 10 days leading up to june 3rd the so here's the walk percentage was 9.1%. The strikeout percentage was 24.5. And the batting average across the league was uh, 2.3 or 231, uh, which, you know, is not good. Like batting 231 is not good. Mm-hmm. I, I think most times a player is not happy if they're hitting 231. Uh, but the 10 days since June 3rd, the walk percentage dropped to 8.5. The strikeout rate dropped to 2.3%. Or twenty three point six. I was about to say I don't think and it would drop two percent. Yeah, it dropped twenty <laughs> percent. No, it dropped point nine percent. Which I mean, that's pretty significant when you think about. Oh what's wait, no, be... did I do the math wrong over there? I don't know. Well, either it way, either way, it, uh, it either dropped way, a little bit. Either way, it dropped like that significant when you think about that they've been trying to deaden the balls recently. Well, after. that's also part of the reason why. Yeah. The, the way that the, they changed the baseball made it better for pitchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's lighter, so they're throwing it mm-hmm. harder. And the way the seams are, it makes like their movement on the pitches even better. Which com- combining that and you know the foreign substances that people are using, uh, spider tack was the one that I don't know if you saw the Cole clip. I don't think I have. Oh, you didn't have some Garrett Cole. Okay, so I'll play that. In case second. anybody's wondering, I'm not as nuanced in statistics as Hayden is yet. I I watch and read oh i don't watch a whole lot of baseball but i read so much about baseball so it's fine like i literally spend 90 yeah. percent of my day baseball uh <laughs> anyways the batting average went up 14 points mm. with the 10 days since wow. so that's like it's kind of significant uh wait i just saw something oh wait, never mind okay we're good i thought <laughs> someone called up the player again because last week i have i started a new segment called hidden prospect like yeah. watch which is of players performing really well in the minor upper levels of the minors might get called up soon. Mm-hmm. And the player I picked, literally like the day before we recorded the podcast, was it was announced that he was going to get called up. So I still went with him. Uh, he was awful in both of his starts since that. So I'm sorry, Jackson Kowar. He's only pitched <laughs> two starts and two innings. Is how he's went an inning essentially in both of his starts. Wow. Uh, it's been bad. Uh, but here, let me find this Garrett Cole clip. Getting acclimated to the majors that might have something to do with it. People yeah, facing I mean, and well, it depends on who who was he facing in both of those starts. Uh, I think the A's was the first one. I can't remember. No, they're I don't know. Well, no. I mean, either way, getting acclimated to the majors is something that takes time. Yeah, I'm just trying to find this clip because it's okay. So here, uh, Like, he's just so dead silence there, man. Like, yeah, and he just goes on and, like, doesn't, he gives an answer, but doesn't give an answer that he uses it, but, like, he doesn't say that explicitly. Like, it's obvious that he is used that at some point or uses that still. Yeah, that's, Uh, yeah. But it's kind of like what Mark McGuire said during the steroid trial, where he just kind of deflected away from the question that was asked of him. Yeah. And so. I mean, to have what is one of like the marquee stars of baseball. I mean, arguably the second one of the pitcher. highest paid. I think he's the it? highest paid pitcher, the second best pitcher in New York. Like, which is <laughs> like the 
no offense to LA, that's like the biggest market in baseball is New York. Yeah. I mean, the Mets and the Yankees are both really good right now. Like, it's that's where like all the attention is at is New York, obviously. Mm-hmm. And to have your ace, the second best pitcher in New York, do that is ridiculous. That's pretty ridiculous. Like, it's not good for baseball. He looked incredibly dumb there. Yeah. And I mean. Yeah, it's just not good for baseball to have these foreign substances. It just mm-hmm. makes it harder to hit, and having the uh, what, what's the? It's like this is considered like the year of the pitcher, mm-hmm. and it's because of that new ball and these foreign substances. Which I mean, obviously, like I, yeah. mean, I don't think MLB consulted the players at all on yeah. the making of the new ball, but you know, if they did, it was minimal. Yeah. And I just realized it was a really bad echo. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you bring up a good point right before we started recording. Do you want to bring that up again with the whole big brother thing? Oh, yeah. Um, I brought this up before we, obviously, as he said, before we started. But uh, I feel like with them cracking down on foreign substances, which I'm not entirely against because, as Hayden said, this is kind of detrimental to the game. But I feel like with... Like the video replays and a few other things, such a few other things that I can't honestly remember. It's starting to have like a almost a 1984 style feel. If people might, some people might know what I'm talking about, but mm-hmm. um, it sometimes makes you wonder if they're kind of overstepping their authority a little bit. I mean, they're they're in the right to crack down on foreign substances, but. And this is where I completely disagree with you. I think they're understepping. I think that hmm. the lack of the the MLB has let this, and they've kind of just been so lax in allowing all of this to go on for so long. I will admit you're right. That it's that's the, where the problem is. Is MLB is not they have the authority to crack down on this, and they're not. They did the same thing with the steroids. with the steroids back in the '90s, and I feel like everybody knew that. You know something was going on, but at the same time, MLB did nothing about it because it was bringing in a lot of money. And to be fair, they kind of needed that money because they were coming off the strike of '94 and '95. Yeah, no, so that's the whole thing with. Uh, there's a really good uh, ML or ESPN documentary about the home run race. Long gone summer. Yeah, that. I never, I never watched it, but I heard it was really good. It's really good, and like the whole thing they talk about is that that is what saved baseball after the strike. Yeah. Was that. And this is not save like what they're doing right now is not saving baseball. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why they're not cracking down on it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's like the owners enjoy it or mm-hmm. whatever, like front offices like it, but it's not good. The players, you can ask any position player, they hate it. Some pitchers hate it. I mean, and like I said, chances are your favorite pitcher is cheating. Like, yeah. like I, I hate that. Like, I'm like Max Scherzer is probably cheating. Yeah. Like, and it's just awful and gross. Like, yeah. And like, you don't even know, like there's two players that you know who are cheating because you can just look up on their baseball savant page, uh, Trevor Bauer and Garrett Cole. You can see a noticeable and massive jump in their fastball spin rates. And that's the only way you can achieve that massive jump is from using foreign substances. And it's those are like the only guys you can see it because they start this in the minors. Like and they use it in in the minors so that way you can't tell if they're cheating or not unless you see them using it in games because, you know, their spin rates are the same. So like how we don't know if they're cheating or not because their spin rates are the same. There's no noticeable jump, mm-hmm. so it's just really sad. Uh, yeah. I'm glad MLB's starting to at least threaten to crack down on it. Yep. Uh, I feel like if they at least put it out there that they're threatening to crack it down, crack down on it, then uh, I think we'll start to see some more accountability come out. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, and that's what baseball needs: accountability. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. I mean, I, we can talk about. I don't like the MLB. Uh, but that's, I mean, I think that's a super long conversation that we can save for another time. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if you want to talk about your interesting thing. So mine's not as obviously in depth as Hayden's, but 
a little bit of a trend that we've noticed in the last 10 years is older players starting to come out of retirement and, you know, play for team, play for any sort of team, be it an indie league team or a minor league team. And more recently, we've seen guys like Rafael Palmero, Rick Ankeel, and I think Roger Clemens, like eight years ago, tried to make comebacks, and they all had varying degrees of success. But uh, one that I noticed, I was just scrolling through Instagram one day, and I came across, I followed this guy, Joe Bimel. He's a former uh, relief pitcher. I came across a post that he made on uh, the 11th, and uh, he's 44 years old, and he signed a minor league deal with uh, San Diego. Now, as I mentioned, he retired in 2017 after playing for 14 years with uh, teams. He played for the Pirates, the Twins, the Devil Rays, before they became the Rays, the Dodgers, the Nationals, the Rockies, and the Mariners. And uh, he hasn't, he signed a minor league contract, as I mentioned, but in the major leagues, he had a 29-34 record with a career 406 ERA and 379 career strikeouts. Solid career. Yeah, it's solid. For he was a he was a late innings guy. He was a reliever. Mm -hmm. But uh, he mentioned in this Instagram post, he said, um, "When I retired in 2017, I had zero desire to play. But when Brent Dean and him started uh, Bimal Elite Athletics, um, which I guess was a little program he used to keep himself and other people in shape, it filled the void of playing. And I look forward to going to the gym and help our athletes get better." It gave me an opportunity. It gave him. It said it gave him an opportunity to experiment with different mechanics, workout programs, and recovery methods. And he said he even experimented with. He even experimented on himself to see if he could figure out uh, where he moved the best. And uh, over time, he said he got better. And then I guess he got the bug again. And uh, he said he's throwing harder now than I did at any point in my 30s. And he said I would be wasting time if I just stayed home. There are countless people to thank for this. A huge one is uh, Logan White. He plays, he's a uh, University of California, San Diego. Words can't describe what I'm feeling right now. All I know is I wouldn't be doing it if there was not a chance of me getting back to the big leagues. Potters gave me that opportunity and I will be forever grateful. I put in the work and now the fun begins. And boy, am I gonna have fun. Everybody loves a good comeback story. I mean. I mentioned earlier Ricky and Keel, his comeback after getting the yips during the 2000 postseason, coming back as, I think he was an outfielder? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember, he, yeah, he did play as an outfielder. And he played for the Nats a little bit. Yep, I remember that. Remember he, uh, and Keel, he threw out somebody from like center field at Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, most of the time when we see these comeback stories, except maybe in, in Keel's case, they're in like their mid early to mid 50s and they haven't really done much since they retired i think that was in palmero's case but i think in joe's case he um he actually put the work in through the program he was running with brent dean during his retirement mm -hmm. and i feel like that's put him in a better position i'm not and i'm not bashing anybody i'm not bashing ankeel or palmero or roger clemens or 50 year old bartolo cologne um <laughs> I feel like if you put in that little bit of uh, extra work, that uh, that puts you in a better position. I feel like that can be applied to pretty much anything. So, yeah. I mean, it's also important to know that playing Major League Baseball and playing at that level is very hard. Yeah. Like, and I mean, if he has some new like. I don't know. I, I mean, he mentioned he's throwing a lot harder yeah. than he was at any point earlier in his career. I don't career, know what so. his average fastball during his average career Average velo was, but. But, I mean, if you're throwing harder and you have, if he has some kind of gimmick, like right now, Cueto is, like, he's probably going to get a big league deal next year. Didn't he? After, he just pitched yesterday. Yeah, he just pitched yesterday uh, against the Nats. Spoiler, it was, it didn't end well for him. But he has a lot of, like, he's very gimmicky. Yeah. Right? And if you can have that gimmick where it can keep you in the big leagues, which it will keep Cueto in the big leagues unless, like, the mm -hmm. rest of his 2021 is just horrendous, yeah. which I don't see that happening. And I think his gimmick, he's a late innings guy, and that's probably one of the hottest markets right now, isn't it? I mean, I mean, everyone always needs relievers. Yeah. If, but, I mean, it's like how <clears> good... Washington included. I mean, it's every single team could yeah. use a bullpen arm. 
I mean, unless you're the Brewers, uh, I think every other team can use a late innings arm. And, you know, him, if he can... If he's willing to put the effort in, then... I mean, it'll be a fun story to watch. I don't don't see why San Diego would give him a shot down the road. Maybe he'd be a September call-up if he can get the job done. Yeah. I mean, again, like, it's... It'll be a fun story to watch. I don't know how... I mean, he had, a, as you said, a pretty solid career. I mean, a tick under, a tick above four, which isn't bad. I mean, and plus for the longevity he played for, and he and he played and he for got ten years of service time. So yep. like, hey, congrats. 15, Fourteen hopefully. years of service time. Well, I mean, he got at least ten, which is like yeah. what you need for the pension. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, hey, if you got nothing else to do, you get your all that money for being having ten years of service time. Like, go have fun. Like, yep. and you know, see what happens and. Uh, Wish him the best of luck, you know? Same here. It'd be fun to see. I know he's probably not going to see this, but Joe, if you do see this, I do respect you for uh, deciding to come back. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's always fun to yeah. follow your dreams, you know? Yeah. It's nice. And uh, I can't remember what order I do it usually, or what <laughs> order we do it. Uh, yeah. You want to go into who's not talked about enough, or should we do Hayden's Talk Show Plot? Um... Don't be doing underrated players. All right. I'll, I'll, again, yeah, I'll let you. Who's not talked about enough? All right. Yeah, I'll, let you, I'll let you go ahead and start. Let again. me lead off, guy. All right. So uh, I only have one player today, and uh, I want to talk about Michael Brantley, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Left fielder for the A uh, Astros, not the A's. I was about to say. Uh, and I mean, he's widely been a really good offensive player. He's 14th in WRC plus hmm. uh, in Major League Baseball of all the qualified hitters, which I mean. Really good if you're the 14th best hitter in mm-hmm. baseball. I mean, his de- he can't play really defense anymore, really, a whole lot. And he's only out in the field because the DH spot is eaten by Jordan Alvarez, who's arguably a better hitter than him. So, but, you know, Michael Brantley has that. He's a 337, 381, 497 triple slash. Like, he just gets base hits and gets extra base, like, doubles. Like, that's all he does. And he's still doing it at. I don't remember how old he is now. He's in his mid-30s, I think, isn't he? Uh, he's an old man uh, in baseball, frankly. So let me look. Yeah. And you know, wait, I clicked Randy Johnson, not Brandy. <laughs> That's not the... Speaking Michael. of Randy, I saw a, a video of his uh, 300th win ah. a couple days ago. Yeah, he's 34, like 148 WRC+. Plus. Yeah. Like, that's pretty good uh 1.4 war which i mean he's not a war guy because you know again his defense is not the best but you know yeah being a solid offensive player like 379 woba like that's that's a pretty good offensive player and Mm -hmm. to be that in what is in current major league baseball like hey props to you man like keep doing it uh and i mean he got a pretty good deal didn't he uh did. He got a two-year, $32 million deal. He's, um, one thing I should mention about Brantley, I was looking up stats for one of my players. He's, uh, according to baseball reference, he is uh, eighth best in the AL in terms of uh, on-base percentage with a 381 OBP. Yeah, like, I mean, he's crushing it. Uh, and, you know, it's good to see uh, one of those people that are going to be above him now there, or he's Monty Grandal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he has a sub 200 batting average, but a 400 on base. Like mm. that's the guy hits 200 or like 230, and he's gonna have a 500 on base. Like it's ridiculous. Small ball. I mean, I mean, I would take I would take a player who hits 230 and yeah. has a 500 on base. Like I would take that any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, you want to talk about your guys? Yep. So I have two. So uh, and I decided to stay local a little bit for okay. some reason. But my first player is uh, Cedric Mullins. He's the uh, Orioles center fielder. Yep. And uh, I saw MLB made a post about him a couple days ago, but uh, I haven't seen anything since. I figured I'd go ahead and take a look into him. And uh, he's actually doing really good this year. He's great. Through 243 at-bats, he's got a 321 average, which is fourth best in the AL behind only Vlad Jr., Oh, wait, that's his offensive war. Wow. He's fourth best in offensive war behind Vlad Jr., Xander Bogarts, and Matt Olson. Yep. Matt Olson's hot. I didn't yeah, know and he's got the fifth best batting average in the AL behind Guerrero, 
ironically, I should have mentioned Michael Brantley because he's got a 337 average. Yep. Bogarts and Yuli Uriel. And uh, he's also got a 37 on base percentage, which is sixth best in the AL. Just ahead of. Wait, isn't that tied with Brantley? Or close um, to Brantley? One point behind Aaron Judge. Brantley's at 381. Okay, so he's just ahead of yeah. Brantley. Um, his uh, slugging is at 527, which is, That's I believe, really just outside the top 10. That's really good. And then, and that hit makes his OBP 914, which is ninth best in the AL. Um, his OPS? OBP. His on-base percentage? Oh, wait, OPS. Yeah, yeah. OPS. Okay. I get those. I get no, those you're fine. You're fine. I just want to make yeah. clarify. And other people in that top 10 of OB, OPS, I almost said it again, uh, Vlad Jr., Matt Olson, Shohei Otani, Xander Bogarts, Yuli Gurriel, J.D. Martinez, Aaron Judge, Nelson Cruz, and for some reason, Matt Walsh. Is that who? Is that who that is? Jared Walsh or Matt Walsh? Matt Walsh. Jared Walsh. Oh, did you just say Walsh? Yeah. Yeah, that's Jared Walsh. Yeah, first I have, baseman for the Angels. I'll be honest, I have no idea who that guy is. Uh, he's the reason why the Angels released uh, Pujols. Oh, Albert Pujols. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, other than those, other than statistics, he has nine home runs, nineteen RBIs, and ten stolen bases. And I mean, Baltimore's looking a little better this year than they were last year, and I think it's not saying much. But that's not saying much. But I mean, I mean, they're still gonna be fifth in their division. But I mean, hey, yeah, because they're is... in one of the most. Lot. I won't. Uh, can I say lopsided? Yeah, yeah, you can say whatever you want, man. Yeah, I want to say it's either one of the most lopsided or the most competitive divisions, but he's only 26 years old, so. I mean, hey, that's, I mean, honestly, I don't know how many, he's been in the league for a hot minute, I feel like. Um, he's been in the league since uh, 2018. Yeah, so he's been in the league for a little while now. So, I mean, like, hey, this is like the highest value he's ever going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, who knows how good he's going to be next year. Yeah. Uh. And they're not going to be competing. They're not going to be like. They're not going to be competing for they're, another they're not, few their years. Their window is not for a couple more years. Like yeah. Adley's probably going to be. Yeah, but they've our, got they've got some youth coming up. They've yeah, got no, Austin they Hayes. Austin um, Hayes is already up, but yeah. Austin Hayes, Austin wins. Adley Rutschman, I think. Adley Rutschman's coming the, up. The one that you um, need to. That's I think that should have been first. Do they still have uh, Renato Nunez? Uh, they, no, I'm pretty sure him? he's either like already in the bigs or he's. I know he was up. I think he's with the Tigers now, if that's who I'm thinking of. Or maybe that's... They have a lot of guys with like names that are really similar, and so it's hard for me to... Oh, yeah, Renato is with uh, the Tigers as a third baseman. He's a, he's in AAA for them. Uh, okay. But, like, I mean, he's not going to be in... He's not in their big league picture. If you can get a couple pieces or a piece or two mm-hmm. for him, I mean, that guy might be a guy who yeah. you go with the And they also line. have uh, Stevie Wilkerson. I, I don't think Stevie Wilkerson is putting up as nearly as good as a year. Yeah. As but I mean, he's still, got, he's still got a lot of time left. Yeah. I mean, they have pieces that can fill in the current that are, like, decent. So it's like, mm-hmm. hey, trade while this guy's a MVP caliber guy and go get, you know, go get a decent pitching prospect, get a good other prospect. Uh, yeah. I think I forget what position they're in the draft. I think they're second or third this year. Yeah. Uh, get... You know, another guy to go with whatever. Who do they have playing at first right now? At first? Because it's not Chris Davis and his awful contract. No, here, I can pull it up. Fangraphs, I don't know if you use Fangraphs. I, I'm not, I don't use it religiously. Okay, so Fangraphs is my favorite site. Fangraphs has this thing called Roster Resource where you can come mm-hmm. here and you can see their go-to starting lineup versus right-handed pitchers. Oh, it's is it Mancini? They have Mancini. There. Trey Mancini and uh, Ryan Mountcastle. Mountcastle is their DH. Yeah. We got DJ Stewart out in right, who's out in left, who's solid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they have Michael Franco there now. Uh, he's actually, he's been, I mean, he's, he's been somewhat his sneaky. Power, his power rankings, he's 109th best player in the league or mm-hmm. best fielder. I forget how they do that. Yeah. But Mullins and... Mancini both been really good. So maybe these those two guys yeah. they go away at the trade deadline this year. So sorry Orioles fans, but like Have y'all covered Trey Mancini's story yet? We haven't really talked about it a whole lot. We're not we use it's yeah. I mean, we talk usually about again, we have two topics a week that we talk about mm-hmm. and uh yeah. I, I just honestly think, didn't realize how good Mancini's been this year. Yeah, so. I just feel like after what he's de- after what he dealt with over the 
over the break last season and over the off season. I feel like for him to come back and perform that well, that's honestly one of the best things you could ask for. Oh no, he's gonna win comeback player of the year five. Oh five, yeah, like, definitely, definitely. Uh, and I mean, have him be. I mean, get him out of Baltimore. Uh, sorry, Orioles fans. <laughs> get him out of Baltimore. Get into a contender. Uh, yeah. You know, as much as as much as Baltimore loves him, he's probably gonna be gone for the yeah, next. He needs to unless go. unless Baltimore starts getting better. I mean, hey, Red Sox need a guy to play first for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, get him there. Uh, he can play left field pretty well, right? Yeah. I mean, hey, Yankees, y'all need a. The Yankees need. They need a guy who can hit. Yankees trade Boys just down the road might need somebody if Zimmerman retires. And you only I'm, have Josh Bell. I mean, hey, look, the Nats, no offense to the Nats. They're not contending. They should be selling everybody who is any decent good this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Hudson should be gone. Brad Hand should be gone. Uh, Didn't they just sign? They just signed Brad last year. Brad Hand's year. a one-year deal, though. Yeah. So get him out of here. Uh, you know, as much as I hate to say it, trade Scherzer. Like eat his whole contract, get someone really good, know. get some, like, get a top one hundred prospect. Like, hey yo, uh, what's his name? Cardinals, Cardinals fans are dying for Scherzer. Give, give the Nats Matt Libador. Like, you can give you if you trade him to St. Louis, you put him back with Mike Maddox. Yeah, you get Matt Libador and like some other decent prospect, and I mean that's a good deal for the Nats. You get a the a you guy get a, you get a future a future ace. Out of Matt Levator. That guy's curveball is one of the filthiest curveballs I've ever seen. Like, get him. Like, it's yeah. no beat. And then you get another player, right? Yeah. Okay. So, my other one is a little bit more under the radar than Mullins. He's a, a pitcher um, for the Nationals. Again, he's local. Uh, Eric Fetty. So, right now, he has a 4-4 four and four record with a 386 ERA through 44 and a third innings. That's not bad. That's yeah, pretty with good. 43 strikeouts and a 1.2 whip and a 219 average against. But uh, one of the, the main reason why I chose him was his last two starts. Mm-hmm. Now, I, should, I, I think it's worth mentioning that the last two starts were separated by a while because he was on the uh, injured list and he was also on the uh, COVID-19 protocols list. Yeah, he was on the COVID IL. Yeah, but uh, his last two starts, five shutout innings and seven shutout innings. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Uh, and couple that with Joe Ross's eight shutout innings yesterday in their win over the Giants. And honestly, I think, I mean, obviously, he's kind of an all-over-the-place guy, and he's been injury-prone. Who, Joe Ross or Eric Fetty? Fetty. Okay. But um, I feel like if he can keep this momentum up, he could turn into, like, maybe permanent fit starter. I mean... Because you also have Austin Voth down there I mean, in the bullpen. Austin Voth is... I never want to see Austin Voth in the, in the starting role ever again. Uh, I don't know. But, I mean, hey, I don't mind Eric Fetty. I think Eric Fetty's a solid pitcher. Yeah. Uh, he's, I don't think he's a good pitcher for a contender. Uh, like... I mean, I don't mind seeing that guy on a like wild card team, but on a like if you're gonna be a World Series contender, Eric Fetty should not be in your starting rotation. Mm. Uh, but he's good as a long reliever too. I oh think. yeah, no, that's what he, he was excelling. That's why his mm-hmm. ERA is so good. Yeah. Uh, well, that and he had two shutout starts, but mm-hmm. uh, no, Eric Fetty's. I mean, he's having a good year. He's above average pitcher, even like in this year, he's an above average pitcher. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I was gonna say. Uh, <laughs> it happens to all of us. Yeah, no, I don't think I think he'll be in the rotation for a while because Strauss is out for Strauss a hot minute. Strauss out, and then uh, I mean we're a month, uh, a month and a half away from the trade deadline. Maybe Scherzer gets dealt. Maybe Lester gets dealt. I would think I would in the think I would think maybe Lester gets dealt. I think Lester has a higher chance of being dealt. Uh, I think Scherzer gets a way better. You get way better prospects for him though, which yeah. is why the Nats. That's like have literally the worst farm. Like no matter what, so who you. The only thing, the only thing we have in the system right now is Keyboom. They're not even prospects anymore, though. Oh, they're not. Well, yeah, the only well, yeah, pretty much the only guy we have in the system right now is Cavalli. Cavalli's been great. Uh, He needs to get called up to a higher level minor league team. But I mean, Rutledge is hurt right now. Uh, I was about to mention Cole Henry has been decent. 
So those three are kind of like the only like decent prospects in the Nats rotation mm-hmm. or not rotation, uh, farm. farm and they're not like, they're barely top 100 guys. Like, yeah. Depending on who you consult, uh, some of them, I think on the athletics, they're top 100. He's not even in their top 100. Uh, he's yeah. like, just outside of it. Uh, I think they're both, both of those guys are in MLB pipelines, top 100. Uh, those are the two I usually look at. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, I don't even think Cade, Cade Cavalli's in their top like 132. He's the catcher, right? Cade Cavalli? Yeah. No, that's the player. Oh, right. He's the pitcher. Uh, the catcher. Who's the best catcher? Trace Barrera? Trace Barrera. Yeah. Or uh, Israel Pineda are the yeah. two top catching prospects for the Nats. Isn't Barrera... No, he's unsuspended. He was suspended. He was. I know he was suspended, but I didn't know if he was still serving it or not. No, he's he's he finished his. Yeah, he's still he's still down there. He's still down there. He's. I mean, he's in the minors. He's not a big league catcher. John Gomes has been great for them. John and uh, they've also got uh, Uh, Vila. And I guess we have Wellington Castillo in the farm too. Yeah, they have Wellington. Triple A. Yeah. Uh, I think Wellington's still there. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then uh, what was? That's it, right? That's That's all I had. That's all you had. Oh, yeah. we gotta do Hayden's prospect watch. Boop, boop. Uh, <laughs> today, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I'm so sorry, Jackson Kovar. I I honestly jinxed it. Uh, he was so good in AAA. Like, genuinely, like, was like I don't know how much you follow the Nats minor league system. You know how Kate Cavalli's been really good for the Nats mm-hmm. in the minor Well, leagues. I follow like Jesse Doherty, and I'm, he yeah. sometimes springs up. Amazing, love yeah. that guy. Uh, he's read some of my work. I love him. Hmm. Uh, he's look up to him. He's one of my favorite baseball writers. But, uh, shout out to him. But, Kovar was, like, legitimately been one of the best pitchers in AAA. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been, like, uh, he was, like, uh, Brandon Woodruff, but in AAA, <laughs> uh, for the AAA. And then his next two, in his first two big league starts, he went, uh, two-thirds of an inning, and an inning and a third, and... Just got absolutely destroyed mm, and rocked, mm, 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 uh, mm. which you hate to see if you're, yeah, you're really a Mar- uh, Royals fan. So I'm so sorry, Jackson <laughs> Kowar. It's all my fault. It's not your fault, dude. It's mine. Uh, but hey, at I, le- hey, at least you're honest. Yeah, at least, at least you're honest. Yeah, I'll take the, I'll take the blame for that one. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk yeah. about Cal Riley of the uh, switching catcher for the Mariners. Now his stats are not great in the minors, but. When you look at like how awful, like the Mariners catching has generally been, it's the 29th worst hitting in baseball, and they're not even above average defensively. Like they haven't had like the last catcher of note that they had was Mike Zanino, I think, right? Well, no, they had Austin Nola for a little bit. And Austin Nola. Austin yeah. Nola was really good. Yeah. Uh, Tom Murphy would have had a really good year. It's not lived up to that. Their yeah. backup Luis Torrens, the guy who's supposed to be their backup catcher to start the year, is down in the minors. He's yeah, but I remember head. I remember hearing about him. I don't know if you watch uh, Urinating Tree on YouTube, but he was in uh, Tree's San Diego Padres video, which has aged very well, might I add. I wink, wink, that. wink, wink, eyebrow raise. <laughs> but um, yeah, he said he basically said Luis Torrens was, yeah. But I don't know. I'll let you carry on. I mean, yeah, Torrens has not been good. Uh, I mean, he's a serviceable backup, but he's not mm-hmm. like a starting catcher yeah. by any means. Uh. Jose Godoy, uh, who was the 20,000th big leaguer, he's their backup catcher right now. Uh, he hasn't been amazing either. Uh, but so uh, the Mariners need catching. Cal Riley is a switch hitting catcher who is like, got, he doesn't have a massive arm. Like, he's not going to be like the guy who's throwing out everybody. He's not going to be. I can't I was, think of a. I was going to say Wilson Contreras. Uh, I think JT Romito is pretty good. JT JT is the one I was thinking of. JT, he's not going to be JT Romito, or uh, if you're thinking draft, Henry Davis has a great arm. Uh, he he's got an above average arm though, and he's a decent. He's a really good game caller. His framing is kind of sketchy, and his blocking's better. Uh, but he hits for power, and he has four home runs and 90 plate appearances, which is pretty good for a catcher. And I mean, it's, he's a slightly below average bat in AAA, 91 WRC plus in 90 play appearances. Uh, he was really cold to start the year too, though. Like he was really struggling this last week or so. He got really hot, 
And so, you know, maybe look for the Mariners to call him up this week, see if, you know, he can be a solid backup. He's going to be up no matter what this year. But, you know, I think in the next week or so, the next two weeks, he's going to be called up uh, maybe even this week. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's all I got for Hayden's prospect watch. Doot, doot. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, do you have anything you want to add before we head um, on out? I do you care if I plug my YouTube channel? Oh no, go ahead, man. <laughs> of course, go ahead. So, okay, outside of obviously pinch hitting, pun very much intended. Uh, um, I do photography as I do photography and videography as a hobby. Um, on and I also post my videos to YouTube, and I've started becoming more active on Facebook recently. So, I mean, if you want to. Is there any way you can put like a link in the description to my channel? Uh, yeah, I can put that in the description. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll shoot you, I'll shoot you the link later, but uh. No, I mean I can pull up the link. I'll put that. I you can yeah. literally watch me do it after we finish. <laughs> yeah. I can yeah. put all that in there. I'm getting ready to put out another upload before I go to Pennsylvania, but basically, uh, I don't know what some of y'all might think of this, but uh, I take videos of trains as a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm starting to uh, I'm starting to branch out a little bit. I mean, I don't know if I showed you, but um. I did a I did a diecast unboxing video recently. I oh, did you me. I, I, I did footage for it. Okay. Um, and I've got a few more cars on the way in, so I'm probably gonna do those for the next few weeks. But uh, yeah, I'm starting to branch out a little more. I'm gonna branch out into motor and NASCAR a little bit. But um, yeah, I have a I do YouTube. Um, Fun Twitter follow too. I'll put yes, that in there. I. <laughs> Yeah, I'll sometimes I randomly tag I I honestly randomly tag Hayden and uh, random things whenever like the Royals or Mariners are brought up. But uh, yeah, my uh, my Twitter is really fun. Yeah, I love uh, he's a good Twitter follow. Uh, his reactions <laughs> to some of those things, uh, like he doesn't the things that he doesn't tag me, but like I'll just like be scrolling and there will be like some like baseball news and it's just him like his sort of reactions are very funny. <laughs> uh, I always get a crack out of that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'll, all his links and stuff. If you all his all his links, like yeah, you can put a link to my Twitter page in there, and you can put a link to my uh, I'll link to your YouTube, Twitter, like, Instagram, my and Twitter, my Instagram, my YouTube. YouTube. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's been fun doing this. But uh, what, the podcast? I, yeah, I, I wasn't oh. I wasn't expecting to do this when uh, when did you text me? Friday or Saturday? I texted you Saturday. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to do this about forty eight hours ago because I was I was laid up with. COVID symptoms, but right after I shot a train, but uh, I wasn't expecting to do a picture this, of a train. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'd honestly been wondering if I was going to be doing a podcast soon because my Culpepper friend was thinking about starting one, either that or a like a live stream thing on YouTube. But uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting this to happen this soon. And honestly, I texted him a couple days ago, asked him if he was still interested in it. Yeah. No. Um, podcast we, is fun. Yeah. Uh, We'd lo- I'm sure we'd love to have you on again. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. if, if y'all want to have me back again, then oh, by sure. all means, I'd, I would willingly come back. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy doing this. We'll probably have to get another microphone because yeah. having three people <laughs> three on people one mic, on one mic is, uh, a little, is a little uh, little bit A little bit much. It's a little sketch. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all we got. Yep. Uh, thank that's you all I got. For not listening. And uh, <laughs> we'll see you whenever. I yeah. don't know.